There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeownExpert.com studios. I'm your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside Gangster Pete on the ones and twos. We are talking game seven this morning. Now, usually we do a question from the audience, uh, but I just felt like there's no need to ask any questions. There's no need to take any questions. Let's just talk it over. And I really wanted to uh, have on audio record the emotion we're experiencing. Oh, a little less than uh, eight hours, nine hours from the drop of the puck of Game 7. Gangster Pete, I'll start with you. What are you feeling? I'm freaking out, man. Just freaking out. I feel excited, but very, very nervous. I just, I can't, I'm not ready for this to end in a negative way. I'm trying to think of game sevens or defining games for teams and what my emotions were to try and see if I was right, so to speak. Um, game seven of the 2012 NLCS, I know that's somewhat obscure, which is kind of fortunate considering uh that we've had that many things to cheer for over the last however many years, especially with the Cardinals, but now recently with the Blues, I did not expect the Cardinals to win. That was against the Giants. They had been up 3-1. At that point, it was 3-3, and I would have been shocked had they won that game. Uh, game 7 of the 2011 World Series expected them to win that game. Uh, game 4 against the Cubs in 2015, the best of five, I expected them to lose that game. Yeah, what else do we have? Game game six of the 2013 World Series against the Red Sox. I expected them to lose that game. As I'm rattling these things off, they all wound up happening. Now, I have to include anytime I talk about these feelings that we did a podcast. God, I guess at this point, was it two or three weeks ago? The morning of game six of the Shark Series. And then we revamped it because, like, what was the point of doing a prediction podcast after the fact? Um, but I really had a bad feeling, not because I thought that the Sharks were better, but just I had this thing that the, everything was set up for the Blues and somehow it would go wrong. But then I expected them to wind up winning the series in seven. Um, on this one, for whatever reason, well, I can tell you my reason, actually. It's not for whatever reason. I felt like the Bruins would be carrying over the same kind of anger and frustration from game five and feeling like they were fucked over into game six and that the NHL would be taking care of them in game six that I had a bad feeling about it, similar to the Blues and how confident I was in the Blues heading into game four against the Sharks following the hand pass game. So that's where I was. I still, of course, wanted it to happen. Um, candidly, I can't do anything about this, and you're welcome to email if you're frustrated when you hear it. Um, winning it at home is just a different animal, and it, it absolutely sucks now that that ship has sailed. With that said, 
I don't think anybody will be complaining if they see the Blues skating around the Garden with the Cup tonight in the white jerseys. So, um, you know, we contextualize it, at least attempt to properly. But we had Doc Emmerich on the show this morning, and he did mention that. And then he said at the same time, winning on the road allows it to just be the players uh, and some front office and staff members and then wives and kids for about 18 hours, and then they get to share it with the rest of the fan base. So there is a positive in that sense. But as far as feelings go, and I don't know why, and I and I don't believe it's hopeful optimism. I just don't. I don't believe it's like, that's just that's just not the way I operate. And it's probably, it'd probably be a lot easier way to go through life if I did, but it's not how I operate. For whatever reason, I just believe they're going to win this game. I don't know. I don't know what else to say outside of that is truly how I feel. And I've felt that way since like the third period of Sunday's game, which was a pretty depressing situation. So, you know, it's not like I can break it down for hockey reasons outside of this team has been counted out. Understandably so, by the way, it's not like, you know, uh, it was an unreasonable take to have uh, the belief that the Blues were done considering where they were. But, but especially the way that they just respond to losses. In all of this hockey that goes back to the middle of April, they've only lost back-to-back games twice. Now, that doesn't mean that it cannot happen again. But it just means usually coming off a loss, they play way better in some of their most dominant games too. So, you know, I'm just... I'm just of the opinion that they're going to win this game, and and maybe it's me conning myself into not being as anxious as maybe you are, Gangster Pete, or many other people are, and then that way, if and when the bullet hits, you know, if the Blues go down 3 nothing, or if they lose 2-1 to one in overtime, which would be, oh my God, uh, that I am, I'm just buying time by convincing myself that they're going to win. I just... I don't know what to say. I mean, in 2009, the Penguins won a road game seven. In 2011, the Bruins won a road game seven. It's not impossible. It just is tough when you had a chance to win it at home in game six, and then you have to go and try and win a game seven. I think the Barbashev factor is big. I'm anxious to see what they will do with that final spot with the forwards. Will it be Robert Thomas? But overall, I just have this feeling. And I got to tell you something. This was tweeted out right toward the end of TMA about Grizzly playing. And then I, and it was from a Boston writer. And then Bruins fans in the comments are like, oh, God, no. You know, really? nothing. Yeah. Nothing against him. But they're just like, this is bad. And I didn't think of that way initially. But you don't want to get in a spot of the 5D deal. And that is that is a bit of a risk. Now that doesn't mean that they're only going to play six, but you know that's uh that's something you know. I mean, then a bunch of Blues fans are like totally fine. Dude hasn't played in a long time. You know, this is this is an adjustment. And, and why are they taking out Clifton instead of Moore? Um, so I don't know on that. I don't know. Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast. So make sure you're supporting our sponsor. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. You know, there's, there's essentially 
four outcomes, I suppose you can have kind of a gray area on them. And by that, I mean, of course, there's the Blues win, the Blues lose. That's it. But the Blues win in a laugher. The Blues lose in a laugher. The Blues get their hearts broken. The Blues win in an absolutely thrilling fashion. Uh, those are your four. I, I suppose it could be a, a 4-1 game where it's an empty netter and it was 3-1, but it just didn't feel like the Blues were really in the game, kind of like when it was 2 nothing and at Enterprise Center in Game 6, and while they were only down 2, it really didn't feel like they were going to come back and win that game. Um, so I, I suppose there is a gray area on those on those four outcomes. I suppose the one that if you were polling North America, they would bet at this moment would be the Bruins win in a laugher because they saw what happened in game six. They're going to have the momentum of the home crowd. And, and, you know, oftentimes I've drawn parallels with this circumstance here over the last six days since the Blues won game five on last Thursday in, in Boston with the expectation as if it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win game six with what happened with the Cardinals and Braves in 1996 when so many people thought the Cardinals were automatically going to win the World Series the next night, or win the pennant, excuse me, the next night, and then the Cardinals just got absolutely, uh, you know, massacred by the Braves. They had a tight game in Game 6, and then they got massacred by the Braves in Game 7, and you're just going, oh my God, the Cardinals at one point were a win away from the World Series, and we thought it was inevitable, and then you got a chance to see why the Braves are. The difference here is I don't think the Bruins are in the category of the Braves, and I don't think the Blues are in the category, with all due respect, to the 1996 Cardinals, which I think played above its skis, or their skis. So this is what they have done. They have experienced adversity, and for whatever reason, they have played so well on the road, plus they're getting an important player back from a suspension. And on top of it, I just think they know what they have to do. They don't have to be tentative. I rewatched why I rewatched it, but I did a good portion of game six last night. Well, I didn't get a chance to see it on television since I was there and I wanted to see what it looked like and sounded like on TV. And they wrapped up or no, they were in the middle of the second period. And Emmerich says the first period had our lowest total of hits of any period so far in the Stanley cup final series, 10, nine Bruins out hit the blues. I just don't think you're going to see that. And then the way that it usually works in a game seven, and Doc Emmerich actually had data on it, God bless him, no surprise, I suppose, is that there's an average of four power plays in game sevens. Uh, and if you look at 10 years ago, there's an average of six to seven in game sevens. In other words, they have just kind of gone into the mode of, and this isn't just game sevens of Stanley Cup finals, this is game sevens in general, first round, second round, Western Conference, Eastern Conference finals, Stanley Cup finals. There's an average of six or seven. So they swallow the whistles. I think that benefits the Blues. Uh, I certainly hope either way, by the way, either way, and I mean that, and and I guess since I was somewhat a voice in the wilderness following the Game 5 thing, and uh, it's not what St. Louisans wanted to hear, but I felt like the Blues were the beneficiaries in a major way of a blown call, missed call. Uh, I really hope either way that officiating is not the focal point of the outcome of this game. Either way, either way. Almost more so if the Blues were to win. Because I'm telling you, the 85 Royals thing is a reason why Kansas City, some Kansas City fans just have this thing that we kind of look at and go, what in the hell's the deal with this? It's because they had heard that their championship was tainted. for, And, it, you know, it's not like they did anything wrong, but that was the outcome. And it was their one baseball championship. What if it's the Blues won hockey championship and people, oh, my 
God, yeah, you won, but you don't want that. And you obviously don't want it to go the other way. Uh, as many would say, the Sunquist and Barbashev suspensions played a large role in how the Blues were beaten in games three and game six. So you don't want that crap. You know, and as, and I and I wanted to do a, you know, essentially just kind of an introspection here um, on the morning of this, because we'll always have it, and to know what our emotions and thoughts were heading into it. I'm on the record now that I think they're going to win. Cam has guaranteed a win. I, I realize people might be going, yeah, everybody in St. Louis media thinks they're going to win. Well, it's because, and I get it. It's like Doug says, he goes, I have no upside in ever picking against the home team. I get that. I do pick against the home team. I do say things that are that are not necessarily popular with fans. The Game 5 opinion would be one of those. Um, but I also tell you what I truly think, and what I truly think is for whatever reason, I think they're going to win the game. I did lay out some of those reasons. And if indeed that happens, I think it will be the greatest championship win. I think it will be the greatest championship win in the city's history because game six of the 2011 world series might always be at the mountaintop. And I realize some people say, no, it'd be even better than game six. And I, okay. Yeah. But let's, let's like take five years and then analyze that. Um, I think game six, considering the circumstances would be tough unless the blues are like down two one with a minute left and they wind up winning, you know I mean? But but as far as that was a game six with without the championship on the line, that happens in game seven. I don't know if that can possibly be topped. But as far as a game for a championship, and some might say the Rams Super Bowl, but, you know, game seven of the 2011 World Series, there wasn't much drama. Game five of the Tigers World Series in 2006, not much drama. Uh, you know, the Rams Super Bowl in, in 2000 would be the one. Um and, and and this, you know, I think is in a different category than that. It's a team that had been around for five seasons at that point. There weren't the scars on fans that there are for Blues fans. And so the pure euphoria that people in this area would experience tonight if the Blues win it, I think will be better than anything else in the history of sports in St. Louis. And I realize that sounds so prisoner of the moment but I do feel that way. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. How great of a sponsor is James Carlton? Well, he was, I say simply a sponsor. I don't want to demean what he was, but he was simply a sponsor. He thought the podcast was going to do well. So before we started the podcast, he said, I want to advertise on the podcast. I appreciate the faith, James, and I appreciate the fact that 18 months later, you're still with me. But I was so impressed with James that I switched to James. I had to, and I'm so happy I did. Just this morning, what happened? Oh, I got a notification from State Farm. Um, my wife's car is, is back in St. Louis, and uh, and James got us on this um, program on the State Farm app that allows us to save money based on quality of driving performance and the odometer, and and they sent uh, an email and saying, hey, could you update uh, your wife's car's odometer? This is just a standard State Farm group email. And, uh, and I emailed James and I said, hey, uh, just want to let you know we get back in a couple of weeks, but I, I have no idea and she doesn't remember what's in our you know, mileage. And so uh, can, 
you know, what, what should we do there? Because we want to make sure we get that discount. And he goes, don't worry about it. I see what it was in December. We'll make an, uh, an approximation on what it is, and we'll take care of it. And there's that. And I know it might be like, oh, that's, you know, that's not that big of a deal. And okay, you might say it's not that big of a deal. I know this. I couldn't have done that before I switched James Carlton, and it saves me money. And it's also got back to me within like five minutes of me sending the email. Does your person do that? Now, they might. I don't know. I know that not everyone does. And I know that not everyone has a staff like James at 314-961-4800. And you're not talking about like, oh, this is my you know, little $50, you know, this or that. It's like, oh, if, I, if, it, if it gets messed up, it gets messed up. Who cares? That's not the way that it is. This is your home. This is life insurance for your family. This is your auto. This is important. So you want to have somebody who knows it, who's in charge of it. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. Now, if you have that, then you also have to have this. It would be one of the most painful championship game losses in the history of St. Louis sports. You can't have one without having the other. And so to sit here, which is why I'm doing this, um, and have that range of outcomes over 12 hours from now is, is so unique. It's so unique. Like the morning of game six, of the 2011 world series, the Cardinals were down three to two. And it was just a matter of hoping they could extend the series. Probably not feeling very confident. It's just the nature of the beast when you're, you're up two one in a series. And then all of a sudden now you're down three, two, which is what the Cardinals were. Um, and you're not thinking about winning a championship. You're thinking about just extending the series or game six against Boston in 2013. Just hoping against hope that you can extend the series after being 2-1 in that series and then losing it. So the Bruins are up 2-1 in this thing. Uh, they have found a way to extend it. But I think the way that the Blues lost in game six might be the best way for the Blues to have lost in Game 6. It was tight score-wise going into the third period, but by the time that eight minutes were left in the game, people were leaving the, the building. So I just, I just, it's just, I, I, I can't help but think that these guys are just going to respond and win this game. I can't help but think it. And I don't, and I don't believe that my feeling is rooted in I just don't want to consider that second situation, which is the devastation, you know, and you play out the hand because this is, this is the reality the, I'll be the three eyed Raven here. The reality is for the last two months, every other night or every other two nights, minus a couple of breaks in between series, you have had this, rush of energy at usually seven o'clock St. Louis time that takes you on a roller coaster ride. I mean, you're talking about 20 plus games experiencing highs and lows and intensity. It's like a drug. And then either the euphoria of a win or the absolute pain and anxiety of a loss. And then how you live with that for 48 to 72 hours. And then no matter what, it's over just like that tonight no matter what, but it either ends with euphoria that will last forever or 
a feeling of depression and it's never going to happen that will live until it actually does in fact happen. Either way, everyone who is interested in this series in Boston and St. Louis will see an image tonight that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. And you don't have that happen too often in your life, but that is what you have. It's a powerful thing. You don't know what the image will be. I think a lot of people would love to picture Petrangelo lifting the cup or the moment the Blues score the overtime game winner. Or on the other hand, the moment the Bruins score the overtime winner, Marshawn skating with the putt, whatever your pick is. These are the reality. Pete, you look like you're I'm freaking out, a, man. A, a, My hands are sweaty just listening to you talk you. about it. Yeah, I just I, I I have to get all of this out because this is this is this is our reality. We're staring out into the abyss. And it's 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 I I can't overstate it because it 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 you win and now it's taken care of. You know, you lose, and not only is the high of this two-month run over, but then you go, oh, my God, even though none of us played a minute in it, we know how, quote, difficult it was for us as fans to watch it and how 15 wins, 15 wins. I mean, that's what you're looking at. And then to come up short by one, my God. And that's what that 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 would create a depression for so many people. I, I you know, I feel horribly. I really do. I don't think the cardinal thing I owned more because that's why I got into this business. I lived and died with the Cardinals during the regular season. And for me, just getting to the World Series was one thing in 2004. And then the way it ended it was so, I remember there were guys in the Cardinal locker room that night. I don't want to say they were laughing, but it was, it was like dying in your sleep. It was so undramatic, which I don't believe is a word, but you know what I mean? They lost and they just were never in it. They never had a lead. Um, you know, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it. And then 2006, you get there and you experience it. But even then it quote unquote, only been 24 years and they had been to the World Series in 85, 87, 2004 with appearances in the final four in 96 and 2000 and 2002. So fans, and in 2005, so fans had felt like, okay, even if they don't get it this year, it can happen next year. Even if that wasn't real, you felt that way. I know that's not what Blues fans will feel, even though they'll go, God, Ruby will be back. God, the beginning, you know, people say that stuff. And it, and I won't I won't do real well with that because, you know, even, even though they might have all of that, look what Tampa Bay had. Remember them? They haven't played a hockey game in two months, and they had one of the best regular seasons in the history of the league. So that's the nature of the crapshoot that is the NHL, and that's why there's nothing that I can say that can make it any more important for the players. But my God, this is this truly might be once in a lifetime, and so you have to seize the moment. The other side of it is, is even, no matter what, win or lose, like in a week we're going to be talking about, oh, how long will Albert Pujols' standing ovation be? You know, and then what should the Cardinals do at the trade deadline? That's our drop-off. That's our drop-off. Our drop-off is from Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final to that crap, for lack of a better term. I mean, ah. Uh, 
you know, a, a middling Cardinal team at this moment that's a game above 500, a Mizzou football season that may mean nothing. And uh, so there is that. There is that. So I have these intense emotions. There's no, we've talked about emotional risk management before. I, you know, I wish I really, I really wish I could talk about dollars, but I know I can't uh, without alienating almost everyone in the audience. But, you know, it, it, whatever the dollar figure is that it's worth for me, let's just, let's just say it's a million dollars, even though we all, I, I would hope all can acknowledge that's not it. But let's say it's a, worth a million dollars for me to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup. I'm not comfortable betting $1.7 million in order to leverage myself on the emotional horror of the Blues losing the game because the Bruins are minus 170. So that's what you're looking at. So if it's worth $100 to you, and I'm certain there's not anybody who would say, oh, I won't pay $100 to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup if you're listening to this, uh, you would have to bet 170. So that's that's where we are. And, you know, I think it goes without saying, uh, it's a, it's a four-figure number. It might even be a five-figure number. But the reality is it's like, yes, the Blues won the Cup. And let's say the number is $10,000. I, I, I couldn't enjoy the Blues winning the Stanley Cup if I also lost $17,000. So there's no net. There's no net. Yeah. And even if I would have, and I did, I guess I put a like, but like, like it just did what was whatever was left in my Bovada account. I had like 50 bucks left in my Bovada account. I guess I'll bet the Bruins to win the series. So I'd win up whatever at this point, $125 if they win the series. You think that, you know, means a damn thing? Um, you're just you're just blowing in the wind at the mercy of what takes place on a sheet of ice in Boston for three hours. But that's where we are. <sighs> Gangster Pete, final thoughts. I want it so bad. I'm scared. I know we can do it. Every time we've been put in a corner, we've fought our way back out. The story is so good. I want it to end with our guys on top. I believe, truly believe, that's what's going to happen. I really do. You don't feel that way, do you? I don't have that feeling, no. Yeah. I think it can go either way. I definitely think we can did win. Did you truly think they were going to win game six? No, I was... Really? You no, not? I was freaked out because everyone was acting like it was almost a foregone conclusion. Which... I was, I was, but then you don't want to be the buzzkill guy. Right, so I... So the only reason I said it when I was on Roderick's show is because I was asked. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have volunteered it, but I was asked, and I said, yeah, I said, I know. And then I felt like I was, you know, Walter Cronkite with the JFK news when I said it to him, like there were gasps. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is how I feel. I can't be a bit as honest. If people don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah, I feel better coming into this game than I did going yeah. into game six. And I hate it. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you see the alumni there and Bobby Plager getting people fired up and the the team take the ice and Charles Glenn's national anthem, it's just if they could have just gotten the first goal, yep. which I truly, it'll be, it'd only be fitting, I suppose, if they fall behind one nothing or 2 nothing and still win this thing. My God, all that does is make the task even more absurd and tantamount. I would like to see what would happen if they would have got that second goal also. If they would have made it 1-1 and see how that goes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, the, the building was waiting to explode. Oh, yeah. But I just think there, I think there's something about these guys for whatever reason. I mean, again, there's a sample size of it. 
that just like nothing can phase them. You know, to be one thing, it's like, yeah, I mean, they, they did fight out of the 3-2 deficit against Dallas, but God, how many times they were down 2 nothing in a tied game five after losing two straight games in Winnipeg and one in that period and down 3-2 to Dallas and had to win a game six there and had a game, you know, I don't, you can't say it was stolen from them because you don't know that the Blues would have won game three, but they did lose a game that they were winning with a minute three left in the third period and had the hand pass go against them. And then just like, okay, fuck these guys. And this guy looks like he's part of the three musketeers and the beards that were better than them. It's over. And they just beat the hell out of them for the next three games. I just think for whatever reason, they're kind of masochistic and they're just like, all right, we're just going to, you know, do it. It, it. Part of me wouldn't be surprised if this isn't even in the category of a sweat when we're counting down the clock. But then at the same time, I can't help but go, I'm just, I'm, I'm conning myself into saying all of this stuff and thinking all of this stuff because I don't want to deal with the inevitability of the death. And the reality is the Bruins are a great team. They've found their stride and they're going to take advantage of the fact that they brought this thing back and do what every team who's been in their position in a game seven after winning on the road in game six to stave off elimination does, which is win and do so comfortably Cardinals Braves game seven of 1996. And so if that were to happen, I'd go, yeah, I should have known better. But the truth is my feeling is the blues win the game. Not to say that I'm like, yes, and the blues will win six to nothing. But I just, I just, I'd be so surprised. Because even when you watch game six, it's not like you're like, wow, they were, they were absolutely the better team. The night, they, they certainly were the better team, but it's not like the Blues didn't have their opportunities. So this whole thing about, well, the emotion, the thing, I'm just like, oh, we're just going to insert narratives into shit. It's just not accurate. There was an issue with one of the key players not being in the lineup. And they just had some bad breaks while a goaltender played incredibly. And that's hockey. That's reality. This isn't like Bill Belichick lining up against Vince Lombardi and being able to call plays that strategically break down the opposition. There is so much luck involved in this. And that also makes it incredibly difficult. I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I just can picture the white sweaters skating around a Boston building celebrating with a handful of people cheering, a lot of people booing and St. Louis screaming. That's almost fitting for this team though, to like win it in that kind yeah, of atmosphere. I, I know. I mean, I wanted it so badly at home. Right. I wanted it so badly at home. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor, but then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who, who knows but cares. You can, plenty of people can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year, this is a first-class person who has your best interests at heart, and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. Yeah, I remember saying to Anna Marie as we were heading home, I said, 
you know, even if they win it on Wednesday, it just won't be the same. And that is the truth, you know, and I realize that's a, that's a, that's what I know it's not, I know it's a very benign statement, but I also know it's a statement that gets some people like a certain type of personality angry. I, it's, I'm not saying it to anger you. It is a fact. It is different. It is absolutely different, but it doesn't take anything away from it. The accomplishment. I just considering that the, the city and this organization are like tied at the hip in a way that's, that's different. And I don't know, I don't necessarily even know how to define that it's different, but I think we would agree it's different than the way that the Cardinals and the organization and the city are tied. Uh, I don't, I think, cause I think, I think people see a lot of St. Louis in the blues, you know, feel like it's been rough, but feel like we're close and feel like people have counted them out. And then from an analogy standpoint, rising up and they want to feel us get there. And so that's what a lot of this is. Plus so many of these guys who've played here have chosen to live here, which is a validation of sorts. Um, and they're such good people, but that's not unique to blues hockey players. That's so many hockey players across the board. So I think people see themselves in the blues and I think that's why it resonates like it does and why it would feel like the kind of victory it would feel like. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. The response to the game four win in St. Louis superseded anything I could have expected for real. That sounds like something like, like if I were anchoring a sports cast on KMOV 15 years ago, I'd use that kind of line because it's what people say, but it's what I really feel. And then on top of it, the atmosphere down there on Market Street on Sunday. I mean, that looked like a state. That's, that's what I would think the Stanley Cup parade would look like. And that was before a game when it's hotter than hell out and what that looked like. This is, this is at another level. And I just want to see him get one more win this year. I just want to see him get one more win this year. And certainly part of it's for me as a fan, but really I, it's, it's, it's definitely the players and the coaches and so many quality people who work there, but it's really about the fans. It really is about the fans, which I all, that sounds like a tweet that you send out and you're like, Ooh, good. I'll get maybe, maybe I'll get 750 likes on this one. But that's what I think of when I think of the St. Louis blues. I've always thought that because I kind of look at it in awe in a sense of respect that I know I couldn't do it, wouldn't do it, don't do it, live and die with this team that dies every April and live and die with it in November, just like, God. Well, for those people who have been buying season tickets and who have lived and died through both the playoff heartbreak and the regular season heartbreak and who have seen relatives come and go who've sat in those seats next to them, that's who I want it for the most. It truly is. It truly, truly is. When I was leaving game six on Sunday night and watching, I think two sons walk their dad who had to be in his eighties out of there. It just broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart, broke my heart because you know, that man and you know, those sons thought they were going to experience that together. And they were, indicative of what I would imagine would be thousands of others who had that same feeling, who have gone through the pain 
maybe going back to 67, 68, but certainly the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and take your pick of whatever series in the teens. But the truth is, all of it's forgotten if they do it tonight. I think they will do it tonight. I think you will see the Blues lift the Stanley Cup on June 12, 2019. Gangster Pete, we will reconvene tomorrow, no matter what. We will either be on the highest of highs, or this will be the winter of our discontent. But we will see what winds up happening tonight at the Boston Garden. As always, we appreciate your support of the Tim McKernan Show. Our sponsors, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Landoff.com, Chevy Find New Roads, and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com, Design Air, the number one train dealer in the Midwest for Gangster Pete. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio.